0: That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. Hey guys, Billy Carson here, Forbidden Knowledge. Do you like my podcast? Well, guess what? Anchor.fm gave me this podcast for free. They give you creation tools that allow you to edit and create your podcast right on your phone or your computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly into your podcast. It's almost like having your own radio show. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, and many, many more. So go ahead and get started with Anchor.fm today. one One more ancient thing before I go into some of this stuff here. At the Tower of Babel incident, which goes back to the Sumerian tablets, the Tower of Babel is not the Babylonian epic from the Bible. It goes; it predates all of that. Uh, Enki is the um, is the is Yahweh in the modern-day Bible, but in the predating Sumerian tablets, which predated by six thousand years, it's it's uh, I'm sorry, not Enki; it's Enlil. Enlil. So in the modern-day Bible, it's Yahweh, and the ancient tablets, it's actually Enlil, the brother of Enki. He goes away because they always go away from time to time. These people travel all over the place. He comes back, but when he comes back, he, he's in that region of Mesopotamia, and the human beings are building a tower into the heavens. And this is well documented in the modern-day Bible. This tower, some people may argue that it was a spaceport or it was just a building. It was a replica or something. They saw these Anunnaki people building. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. Human beings that all spoke the same language and all looked the same we're coming together in peace and unity and building something to, to achieve a goal. Uh, and, and they're doing it all in oneness. And this entity comes back in the modern Bible named Yahweh, in the ancient is Enlil, also known as Satan, the Lord of Eden in some ancient texts, by the way. And he sees this and he goes, oh, man, whatever mankind sets his heart to do, they will achieve it. And what does he do next? He destroys the building. He destroys the tower. And then he says, my seed shall not abide a man forever. His years shall be 120 and that's in the ancient tablets. And uh, so what he did was then, that's when the genetic modification of our, our lifespans became, came into play. Before then, human beings were living for thousands and thousands of years. And uh, at that moment, we were genetically modified, and two telomere caps were put on the end of chromosome number two. And chromosome number two was then fused, and this has been now peer-reviewed science discovered in, the, in modern science labs all over the world, that this has happened, and it happened about 200,000 years ago. Just as the tablets say, but they can't figure out who did it. Well, we know who did it because it's spelled out and it's etched into stone who did it. Uh, but they shorten our lifespan and then spread people out all, all over the planet and confuse the languages, change the languages, taught, keep everybody away from each other, change their languages, separate every single body, and then keep that division, divide and conquer um, system in place, which is still in place today. There is, that, that is not an all-knowing, all-loving God creator of the universe. The creator of the universe has no um, interest In knocking down towers and spreading people all over the planet, in my personal opinion, Um, there's a creator of this universe, but I believe that creator is on the outside. And from over the 1,000 text tablets, Sumerian cylinder scrolls and seals, and ancient books that I've read to date, there is no book directly authored by the creator of this universe. And if anybody tells you there is, in my opinion, they're just making it up. All the people I've talked to all around the world, all these different sages and all these... um, these, you know, uh, these Bushmen and everything else, they're all saying that this world is sleepy time or a dream world and doesn't really exist at all. And uh, it's a part of the process of us to get to the next level. And as they continue to tell me this, I said, man, is there anything that I can really find that I can sink my teeth into? And more science started coming out, showing that we're living in a light matrix. We are living in an actual matrix of light. Space, distance, Locality, separation is all an illusion, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight because it's important for you to understand this when you try to access the power that's in your body and understand how to manipulate it and use it for your benefit. When we hear now, that, who knew about these fractals? Well, the Dogon tribe knew about these fractals. They actually created art called Adinkra codes, which were based off of fractal holography. Okay? And not only did they know about it, but they, um, they, they made clothing, they put it in their, uh, in their masks, they use it on everything, and uh, it was just more recently discovered that the Dogon tribe had complete knowledge of fractal holography and had passed it down from generation to generation utilizing art, which we're going to take a look at. So at the top, you're looking at uh, Adinkra codes on the left and at the bottom. So the top, left, and the bottom are different Adinkra codes. Each one of those codes transforms into three-dimensional mathematical equations, and they're still in mathematics today called Adinkras. Uh, on the top right, on top, sorry, on, on the top left. I'm, on, I'm sorry. So I'm facing. So on the top, my right is the Adinkra code. On my right, and at the bottom, on the top left is a scientific version of the Adinkra code in mathematics in supersymmetry. Now, Professor James S. Gates, which we're going to talk about here, he's the one that uh, discovered these Adinkra codes in modern times and uh, discovered that they really do exist. Uh, Sylvester James S. Gates, Jr. is an American theoretical physicist who works on supersymmetry, supergravity, and superstring theory. He retired from the physics department at the University of Maryland, uh, College of Computer, Mechanical, and Natural Sciences in 2017. And he's is now the Ford Foundation Professor of Physics at Brown University. He was University of Maryland Regents professor and served on the former President Barack Obama's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology. So I think this guy might know a little bit about what he's talking about. Okay? So he discovered these adenca codes are real. Not only are they real, but they govern our reality.
1: So if you could, okay. New York City is March 7. Well, partly it's taken to these very strange images that are behind your head right now. (laughs) These are pictures of equations. I've been, for the last 15 years, trying to answer the kinds of questions that my colleagues here have been raising. And what I've come to understand is that there are these incredible pictures that contain all the information of a set of equations that are related to string theory. And it's even more bizarre than that because when you then try to understand these pictures, you find out that buried in them are computer codes just like the type that you find in a browser when you go surf the web. You're saying your <laughs> attempt to understand the fundamental operations of nature leads you to a set of equations that are indistinguishable from the equations that drive search engines and browsers on yeah, our computers. that is correct. So. Wait, wait, I'm still... Wait, I have to just be silent for a minute here. (laughs) So you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos? Into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos, yes. Computer code. Computer code, strings of bits of ones and zeros. It's not just sort of... Resembles computer code. You're saying it is computer code. It's not even just is computer code. It's a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named Claude Shannon in the 1940s. That's what we find very, very deeply inside the equations that occur in string theory, and in general in systems that we say are supersymmetric. Some of those codes are showing on the screen behind you right now. They don't look like codes, but these pictures, which we call a dinkras are graphical representations of sets of equations that are based on codes that in the description of our universe that is a supersymmetrical universe which we were going to test in the LHC if you believe that description I can show you the presence of these codes that's my statement do you have any partic- um, predictions in your idea? it's New York City so
0: I can keep going on, and on with this, you know, we don't have a lot of time but as you can see what I'm talking about here so this is just one aspect of proving that this is a creation used off of advanced technology and as above, so below. We ourselves are now using those same exact computer codes. Why? Because those computer codes are inside of us and we're just replicating what's already here at, at a higher level, at a higher dimension. We literally are the creators of, of our own destiny and we are we're accessing this information directly from space-time and replicating it just like the quote-unquote God of the universe uh, but only on our scale so we really oh let me go back to this uh, play this video right here real quick thank you
2: I want you to pay, no, you, could you, we mathematics create an entire mm-hmm. universe
0: a whole universe we've already created ourselves
2: what does broccoli have in common with the Big Bang and what does it have to do with a video game like No Man's Sky or Minecraft one thing all are based on simple formulas that create infinite complexity in 1980 the mathematician benoit mandelbrot publicized a simple formula z maps to z square plus c but you don't apply it only once you take the result and feed it back into the formula do this often enough and a pattern emerges the mandelbrot set The more you repeat this calculation, the more complex details are revealed. Ultimately, you could repeat this infinitely, the only limitation being the processing power of your computer. The patterns one can find here look strangely familiar and widespread. Mandelbrot gave them the name Fractals. Fractal patterns seem so familiar because these shapes are omnipresent in nature. The most important characteristic of fractals is their so-called self-similarity. Look at a fern leaf. It is made out of smaller and smaller copies of itself. The same is true for Romanesco broccoli. The branching patterns of trees follow this principle as do the courses of rivers. Lightning spreads into smaller and smaller branches, each sharing the same features as the main bolt. But also man-made structures organize themselves into fractal patterns, without us actually planning them this way. Here is a map of all the roads leading to Rome, and a map of the internet. It's especially fascinating that even your own body shows many fractal characteristics. Thanks to its fractal structure, your lungs have a surface area of over 100 square meters, enabling them to efficiently absorb oxygen. This oxygen is then transported through your fractal bloodstream into your brain, in which the neurons are interconnected fractally. Every thought you think, even right now, at this very moment, is a cascade of electric impulses traveling through the fractal network in your brain. This is a simulation of dark matter in our universe. The visible section is 10 million light years across. Even on these scales you can find the same fractal branching patterns as in the neurons of your brain, in rivers or in lightning. All this complexity is based on simple feedback processes and on formulas like the Mandelbrot set. With today's computers, we can take these fractal formulas and add a third dimension. With simple math, beautiful 3D worlds can be created. As it turns out, The easiest way to simulate a world as realistic as possible is to use fractal formulas. The first completely computer-generated movie scene in a feature film was the fractal animation of a planet in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan.
0: Fascinating.
2: The Lucasfilm group responsible for this was later acquired by Steve Jobs. From this he created Pixar, thus revolutionizing Hollywood. Their animated movies look so realistic because the generated landscapes are based on the fractal principle of self-similarity. Progress has continued and today these elaborate and costly movie scenes have evolved into real-time walkable game worlds, like the landscapes of Minecraft. Their origin has not changed. Mathematical formulas that just need to be fed with variables. The most impressive simulation of an entire universe has now been created by a small team of 15 indie developers. The game No Man's Sky is probably the most complex and the largest game world ever created, and it fits on a single DVD. Every player starts exploring on a randomly chosen planet in the game's universe. The player's starting coordinates are the variable that is put into the game's sophisticated, but still simple, formulas. The result creates the whole visible game world in real time. It would be impossible to store all of the details using traditional methods. You would need entire data centers to store the data of the roughly 18 quintillion true-to-scale planets, together with their unique ecosystems. It doesn't matter if it's a whole planet, a spaceship, a tree, a rock, or a single blade of grass. Every detail is the fractal result of a mathematical formula. So, one of the most realistic and complex simulation of our cosmos emerges from nothing but mere mathematics. And no matter where you look around in nature and our man-made reality, you encounter fractal patterns all over. Don't you think it's time to consider the possibility that fractals are a fundamental element of our cosmos?
0: It can even be taken to another level when you're analyzing video games. Uh, Video games talk about reincarnation. We've duplicated everything in this realm from basically as above, so below, from a higher level to this level here. In a video game, you have multiple lives. So when you, you, you're trying to, in this world right now, as us, as flesh and blood beings, we're trying to uh, acquire enough knowledge and wisdom and understanding that, you know, most of us here, if you understand reincarnation, that you won't come back without a memory and that you can even incarnate at will, like the Atlanteans or Thoth talked about. Uh, in video game, you have to be... Hey, everyone. This is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. If you haven't done so, please check out my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. You can look it up. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets by Billy Carson. In this book, I break down the metaphysical quantum physics, esoteric wisdom of Thoth the Atlantean. This information was written eons ago, and I've taken my time to break down all of the information in a way that everyone can understand it. So please check it out. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. If you're into learning about the true ancient history and ancient civilizations, you have to read my book. Hi, this is Billy Carson, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about my Egyptian mystery school that I teach at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. The first mystery school was an absolute success And we're looking forward to the second Mystery School, December 7th and 8th, 2019. We will also be hosting a Mystery School every month and a half. So you can check on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number 4, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Or check out my Instagram account for updates. The link tree is in my bio to go to the Mystery School and you can register for classes there. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv.